Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. This week, I have a bunch of fun people joining me, and we are going to talk about a new string from Technofiber called Triax. So in California with me, I have Jonathan J-Dub, a.k.a. Wolfman, who is our string guru extraordinaire. You have heard him before. He is here to guide us through this. And then in Atlanta, we have Kristen, who's been hitting this string a bunch. And then in Germany, we have Julie. So this is an international podcast, and we are going to do a deep dive into Triax. I'm just going to hand it straight over to J-Dub. Okay. <laughs> Get us I, going. Listen, I'm going to set this up, and it might seem like I'm droning on forever, but, and I'm throwing this out to you guys in the audience, please don't fall asleep <laughs> or jump out. The wait, 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 wait. I already yeah. got to stop you. Let's first hear from Kristen and Julie what okay. their normal string of choice is and string setup is before we dive into this string because it is so unique and it is pretty different and it's something outside of what we would say our wheelhouse. So what do you guys normally, what is your go-to string in your go-to racket at this very moment? Um, right now I've been hitting the Prince Techstream Tour 100P mainly and I hit either with Selenko Tourbite or Selenko Hyper G at 52 pounds. Awesome. Julie? I have two different setups right now. I have the Prince 03 uh, Beast 98 with some uh, RPM power. And then I have the other setup is my TF40 with some uh, Technifiber ice coat in it. Nice. Yeah, two totally. Yeah, two totally different. And I'll just go over mine. Quarantine has hit hard. So I have my RF97 strung with Hyper G, usually at 58 pounds. And then I have the Prince CTS Synergy DB26 strung with synthetic gut and nothing else. Synthetic gut all day, every day. So that's where we're at. Okay, Jada, back to you. All right. And like I said, don't fall asleep or jump out the window because this story heats up. <laughs> it gets good. At about minute 15 when I get into high-density polyurethane. <laughs> so you have something to look forward to. Okay, first yes. things first. Triax is a multi-filament string. Multi-filaments don't have a solid core-like synthetic gut, nor are they made from one big, stiff, single filament like the copolys that advanced players use, like what you guys use. Instead, multi-filaments are typically made with over a thousand extremely thin microfibers, thinner than human hair. (laughs) Feel free to check me on that. Um, (laughs) Traditional multis are typically made of nylon, sometimes called polyamide, which is a fancy word the industry uses to avoid saying nylon. Anyway, multi-filament construction, because of its high flexibility, is the closest thing to natural gut, Mm -hmm. which is the most comfortable and powerful string material on this planet or any other. Um, (laughs) Have you checked the other planets? Yeah. (laughs) Without getting too much into physics, I can see the eyes glazing up. It's worth noting that these flexible strings, multi-filament and natural guts, they do a better job than stiffer strings like polyester, monofilaments, and Kevlar 
at converting the energy of your stroke and the mass of your racket into shot speeds. So, the big upside of multi-filament strings like Triax is that they give you a more arm-friendly feel at impact. And by the way, this is, you know, this is what Technofiber does best. They've made the best, in my opinion, the best multi-filaments ever. And even better, the higher power these strings give you means you don't have to work as hard to generate pace or achieve depth, which definitely comes in handy when, say, you're out of position and your opponent is trying to make you cough up short balls. So, you know, multi-filaments definitely, you know, solve some problems and have real benefits. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, another big benefit of their flexible construction is that they're great for dampening the impact shock of lighter and stiffer rackets. I mean, I grew up with heavy flexible rackets that did a better job protecting your arm, but today's modern players' rackets, I won't name them, are light and very stiff. So multifilaments can help. I and mean, we've all talked about high RA numbers. Mm -hmm. We've had some people on the <laughs> message board that have... Uh, Threaten to jump off the roof when we get an RA number wrong. <laughs> so anyway, there's a big upside to multis, but, and this is a big but, I know that sounds weird. As with any string type, there are some big downsides. For one, you know, multi-filaments can be too powerful for more advanced players with long, fast strokes. Um, I think we'll get into that. I think mm -hmm. a few of you guys might say you couldn't trust, you know, a, a full swing, but, you know, continuing along. You know, consider someone who hits with a lot of topspin. In order to generate heavy spin, the player has to attack the ball with massive stroke speed. You know, and if they're using a powerful multi-filament, it can be harder to trust those huge swings, you know, without launching the ball into the next zip code. Um, <laughs> and when you don't feel like you have enough control to swing big, and typically, you know, you're an advanced player with long, fast strokes, maybe you start to decelerate during impact, or you do funky things with your stroke path. You know, either way, you just can't trust the higher stroke speeds required for spin when you're using one of these softer string types, like a multi-filament, which Triax is, mm -hmm. you know. And parenthetically, I think this is kind of an interesting, I hope people find this interesting, is, you know, the need for control is why stiff, low-powered polyester monofilaments took over the Pro Tour in the early 2000s. It's also why Borg and Sampras, before the polyester revolution, strung their natty gut north of 70. <laughs> I mean, you know, seriously, put simply, the extra control of higher tensions or polyester strings helped players swing bigger so they could load the ball with pace and spin. You know, and I've gotten in this argument with people who wonder why Borg didn't string in the 50s for more power. But, you know, I won't attempt to unpack the physics on this, I, I think a softer string bed would have led to a higher trajectory. I don't think it really would have increased his ball speed. And, you know, the higher trajectory uh, would have meant that McEnroe would have had more time at net. And, you know, you don't want to give a guy like McEnroe any extra time at net, but that's another can of worms. So <laughs> moving along, <laughs> drum roll, at the moment you've been waiting <laughs> Um, let's revisit Triax because there is something I didn't tell you about it. Uh, you holding, holding out on us? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I've been holding this back partly to see how many listeners could survive a long wandering intro that went nowhere. Um, so as I said 20 minutes ago, 
<laughs> uh, Triax is a multi-filament, fine, but there's a catch. Mm-hmm. Technofiber didn't want to create a traditional multi-filament with big, juicy power. Uh, Brittany's going to be mad that I said juicy power. But anyway. <laughs> um, and, you know, and this makes sense. You know, Technofiber already perfected traditional multi-filaments. They've been there. They've done that. You know, with NRG squared next one biophase and some other multi-filaments that will remain nameless. I mean, these guys, that's what they do. But for Triax, they wanted to create a non-traditional multi-filament, one with more control and durability. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they wanted to move Triax a little closer to a low-powered polyester monofilament so that players could tap into the benefits of higher stroke speeds without worrying about overhitting. Basically, they wanted it to be a multi-eye for polyester players mm-hmm. like you guys. I mean, you all were very clear when you said what your typical setups are. So, you know, they also kind of wanted to give the string the higher durability that polys have so the string could more easily withstand the violent sliding action that, you know, advanced players put on a string bed, especially with topspin mechanics. Anyway, how'd they do it? Uh, how'd they add the control? Which, again, is a sort of a weak spot for multi-filaments. I know you're dying to know. I am. I'm seriously, I'm going to get there. <laughs> uh, so Technofiber used the strategy first introduced in 2000 with a string called Promix. And they followed it up with a number of strings, you know, that sort of led up the triacs. You know, essentially they, they've been perfecting this unique multi-filament construction, which really I'm about to mention, for about 15 years. But it's been hard to gain traction because they have other multi-filaments, which you know, sort of suck all the energy out of the room because they're just so good. So basically, instead of using ultra-flexible nylon filaments, which is, you know, how traditional multi-filaments have always been made, they added bundles of stiffer polyester filaments to the core. And instead of the more flexible polyurethane treatment used for their powerful multis, energy squared and biphase, X1 biphase, you know, they used a high-density polyurethane to firm it up. So if they were successful, that would translate into more control. And, mm-hmm. and basically the hope for Triax, you know, the design goal was that it would have the higher comfort of a multifilament, you know, but also kind of give you the control to swing bigger and generate the kind of spin that you get from a poly. So they were trying to sort of fill this gap between a multi and a poly and sort of speak to players in both camps. The multi-filament player who kind of loves the comfort but would like a little more control to swing bigger and maybe the poly player who, you know, wants to be able to swing big but could use some of the comfort you get from multi-filament. And and also they wanted, again, they wanted you to have the control to swing bigger for spin but they also created it with a unique low friction surface that you know, would allow the strings to deflect and snap back powerfully at impact. At least that was the goal. You know, your mileage may vary. I'm not saying that happened on court. I'm just telling you what they were doing. And so, you know, that's sort of the the main points. They made it stiffer. They used polyester filaments. 
They used a more high density resin to bond the string and they gave it a low friction surface so that it would snap back like a poly, or at least that's what they thought. You know, they're trying to combine the upsides of a multi-filament and a control-oriented polyester. And, you know, finally, for the record, I, you know, I have pretty strong feelings about the coherence of the concept. You know, I've seen the lab data on the stiffness and the friction properties. You know, but on the off chance that anybody is still awake, <laughs> I'm going to shut up. No, I was going to say this is a good opportunity to get some first impressions. So here's where, so this is basically <laughs> where I'm going. I, I, you know, where, you know, I'll ask Christian, you know, you play with a stiffer polyester. Mm -hmm. Slinko Torvite is one of the strings you play with. Yes. Uh, one of the most stiffest and most spin friendly on the market. So here's the question. Were you able to trust a full swing with triax when trying to load the ball with spins so that you could harness the power of your long, fast strokes? Did the string live up to its press clippings at all? Go. That was a loaded question. There's a lot to that. <laughs> I've got a big mouth. <laughs> um, well, to start with, let's see, spin. Yes, I was super impressed with the amount of spin that I could get on the string in terms that it was snapping back. I didn't have to adjust the strings after hitting. And yeah, I was surprised the ball was looping through the air and just dropping at the baseline. And it was fun. And not just on ground strokes, but serves was one of my favorite shots to hit with a full bed of this in my racket because it gave me that little boost of power and I still had that access to spin so I could get great targeting. As far as having the confidence to really swing out full, when I came into match play, that is where I struggled at times. But I think that it was a lot of times just in my head thinking, oh, since right. I'm not playing with a full bed poly, I have to hold back when I'm returning or if I'm defending. And when I kind of got out of that mindset and just trusted the string, it performed really well. You know, just to sort of go back to something you said, multis have always had trouble that polys didn't have where you have to straighten the strings. They deflected impact and they never come back. And that just wreaks havoc on tension and it, you know, leads to premature breakage. But you're saying that they actually solved that part of it. The strings deflected, obviously, on impact, but they snap back you know, at least to the point where you didn't have to do any straightening after, right. after each point, yeah. you know, which is, you know, got to credit them for that because that's what polys do that a lot of multis don't. So anyway. Well, maybe we should check in with Julie too, because I think she has a bit more spin with her basic mechanics of her strokes. Western. Yeah. So Julie, same question. I'm not going to try to repeat what Jadab just asked. <laughs> <laughs> Try to say it 10 times as fast as you can. Right. <laughs> so uh, I played on clay with this string and I do have a full Western grip on my forehand. So I hit a little bit more flat with my backhand, but on my forehand, I was lacking of spin. So whenever I was uh, defending or anything like that, I like to uh, whip the ball a little more. And um, I, I was losing a little bit of control here whenever that happened. But besides that, uh, whenever I was actually playing points and hitting full swings after about an hour and after getting adjusted to the string, I actually was able to hit my full swings and I found more power. And I actually thought that was like super fun to hit with. Right. right. I really, really enjoyed it. And I think that for me, it's like a, a, a fun string to play with. Now, am I going to play with it in a match? 
most likely not, especially on clay, because I'm liking this little spin out there. Well, let me yeah. Let me ask quickly. Do you think you could solve the spin problem with tension? Could you think you know if I had a number of shots, a number of whacks at this, could I increase the tension to maybe trust the top spin mechanics, that explosive upward cut? Or did you think there was any light there? Right. Yeah, that's something maybe that I could try for sure. Mm-hmm. But like I already strung it at like a a higher tension. Right. Right than my regular poly. Like I usually stream it at like 52 and I went up to 55, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, I went and 56. That must have been the difference. <laughs> How was the comfort 55? Did, did you feel like you had enough comfort when you went up? Oh, I found comfort. I thought the comfort was better. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, the yeah, the spin that I needed to like find my lovely cross-court angles. Right. <laughs> That's uh so you know what I I will agree with that a little bit. The one area that I did see where it wavered a little bit was in directional control. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I felt like pinpointing targets, I did struggle a little bit more with that. Yeah, I did struggle as soon as I was like slowing down. You know, like whenever I'm trying to change the pace or not on um on slice but uh spin wise and stuff, whenever I was trying to like slow down the pace a little bit and stuff, I was losing directional control as well. But as soon as I was hitting full swings I had pretty good control actually, and I was able to find like my targets and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, Michelle. Yes. <laughs> you know, you did a long play test on there. I did. And <laughs> you certainly don't swing very slow, uh, and you definitely like stiff control strings. I do. Um, actually, and you like to string them ridiculously tight. Did you have enough control from this string? I had enough control. I did. And I definitely hit it for two or three weeks back to back. I definitely had to restring him there. And I think each time we actually bumped up the tension maybe a little bit more and had no issues with control. And I'm more like Kristen. I hit a flatter ball. I don't hit with much spin. And because, as I had mentioned, I had been hitting a sin gut. The sin gut, I could really notice, okay, I was missing by two inches because it's a sin gut. I didn't notice it as much with triax. I was never like, oh, I would have made that if I had a poly. Right, right. So I think the biggest issue, and I did mention this in the playtest video, the only complaint that I actually have from it is that if I were in a hitting session and I started that hitting session with a poly in my racket and I switched to triax, then just the sound right. like everything was just a little different right and i that that was actually my first impression too because technofiber had come to t-dub and they gave us it to try and we had been hitting a bunch of prototype rackets with poly with ice code and switched to triax and i was just kind of like i don't know how i feel about this based on the sound at impact right and sit by the way yeah yeah and by the way like sound and feel two things that don't necessarily translate into like ball speed and trajectory just you know what you hear are huge yeah it's weird right i mean you kind of get into what you're used to and when that changes all of a sudden there's something in your head and now you're Mm -hmm. dealing with that rather than just aiming for your target so that's a real thing but when you started with Triax, it was no issue. Yeah. Yeah. You could dial it in. And, you know, to be fair, it's not like this is a string that you guys had been hitting for years and had, you know, all of these different match situations to generate confidence, 
you know, hour upon hour, like you've had with your regular poly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that it makes it a little harder so that when you have the, the off day, it's a little harder because you're, you're, you know, you're on a string that you haven't played with a lot. So it, that could get into your head. It's easy to blame the equipment on a bad day. I think yeah. what was what was the quote before we pushed record? What was this? This string only works on good days. Yeah, but I mean, this is kind of a play tester question. I've always been curious about for you three. It's kind of a leading question, but you know, I'll ask Michelle, you guys can chime in. I mean, let's say you go down to the court with your preferred setup, a thick poly strung at an insanely high tension in your trusty RF 97 mm-hmm. with a little lead at it at 12. <laughs> Are we, is it legal to say lead? Mm. Is, can I, I still use lead? Don't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> Just to be safe, lead is for racket customization. It can cause reproductive harm. Don't eat it. (laughs) Seriously, wash your hands after using it. And right, you know, don't eat it. No upside. But but Michelle, you're hitting balls with your ideal setup. And you're off that day. Mm. And you're missing shots. And it gets in your head. Can't find the control to hit your mark. Drew keeps banging balls at you because we know he's (laughs) not taking a break. So you can't do a mental reset. Mm. Anyway, I'm guessing if you're using your preferred setup you might be more inclined to kind of blame your mechanics and concede that you were off that day. Mm-hmm. But let's change the hypothetical. Now you're using a multi or a synthetic gut as opposed to your favorite poly and you're missing the same shots by the same margin. Can't quite get the handle and it gets in your head. You know. I feel like you heard me talking one day after a bad hitting session. <laughs> I feel seen. I mean, that literally happened to me in a match while I was testing this string. Oh no, what happened? I started out with triax and honestly it was playing really well. Right. And I was loving it on serve, but I felt like I was holding back on returns and holding back on ground strokes. So I'm like, I need to switch to Torbite to close out this match. Right. And then I noticed I was missing some of that feel. I think I got in the rhythm of hitting the ball a certain way with triax that now I wasn't getting that same response with Torbite. And so I ended up switching back to the triax and then closed out the match that way and just got dialed right. into it. So right. it was just a in my head thing. Yeah, it just kind of got in your head, but then ultimately it looked like triax actually kind of worked. It did, especially for this the type of play that I needed to play with this match because she was just really consistent had a crazy slice. And so it was just really important for me to keep her deep and find a way to come in and just kind of get free points on serve. So I needed that little added pace. And so it definitely, yeah, right. It worked. <laughs> right. I mean, but I, you know, I know in that situation where you're not playing with your normal setup and you're missing balls, especially maybe you're play testing and you're really focusing on the, on the gear as opposed to your ma- mechanics. But, you know, I've heard play testers come off the court you know, with a racket that wasn't strung with a poly. Maybe we got it from the manufacturer. We didn't have time to restring it. You know, and they'd complain that they simply couldn't get enough spin. Maybe it was a sin gut to, you know, but they couldn't get enough spin to, to bring the ball down. And and that, you know, that might be true. But, you know, like I said, Jim Courier won four Grand Sams with synthetic gut, and I'm pretty sure he got plenty of ball rotation from it and enough control at the, at the right tension. You know, he's not in the doll, but... He got some serious RPMs. So, you know, do you guys think you absolutely categorically need a poly to execute long, fast strokes and bring the ball down? Do you feel like you need it? Well, I was going to ask you, J-Dub. Well, I play with Kevlar. 
Well, I was going to, before we answer that, I need to ask you and turn it around on you. Do you think that there are a good amount of players out there, let's even include the professionals, that are using poly that don't need to be using a poly? Right. I think if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And I think that polyester strings actually do bring the kind of control, introduce the kind of control that nothing else does. Yes, mm-hmm. Borg and Samper strung, you know, their natural gut, you know, as high as somewhere in the 80s, I think Borg was. I think Sampras was somewhere in the mid-70s. But the minute, you know, to get that control, but the minute polys came on the scene, and, you know, they'd always been around since the late 70s, but the minute Luxalon kind of perfected it with Alu Power, and in, you know, 1997, Google won the French Open with it, and all the clay court players were just using it like crazy, and by 2000, all the pros were using it, and they had everything to gain or lose they could play with anything, and they, they played with polys. So you feel like, you know, empirically, the evidence is there. It just makes more sense. They're going to have, at the end of the day, more durability, and you don't want something snapping, you know, when something's on the line. So there's that. But, yeah, I think, obviously, you can get enough control from anything if it's strung tight enough. Nadal could get heavy spin from fishing line. <laughs> you know, or durable dental floss if it were strung tight enough. But polyester is just better because you don't have to do a bunch of stuff to it mm-hmm. to get that control. Yeah. So I, I think at the end of the day, if you're a poly player, an advanced player, pretty much, you know, polys are great. But you know, just hearing what you guys have said with Kristen's experience and 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 also what you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can obviously use other string materials to get there. Well, I had two things I wanted to bring up. I do want to talk a little bit about durability. And then I think Kristen's the only one that actually got to try it in a hybrid. Right. And so maybe she can talk about that as well. So I don't know which one you want to start with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I put it in the hybrid in the Gravity Tour, which isn't a racket that I've hit with a lot, but I was curious to try it out more. And um, I really liked it. I mean, the Gravity Tour, actually on paper, the specs are pretty close to the Textream Tour 100p, but obviously a little bit smaller beam width, a little more flexibility, and the string pattern's a little bit tighter. So I think it, it suits um, flatter hitting better. And I definitely noticed that with that hybrid in there, I was getting that added power. Slices felt really nice. I had really good touch at net, um, and it performed well on serve. Now I did it with Torbite, which is, of course, a square poly. And I noticed the string is digging into the triax a bit. So I'll probably have about four hours on it. There's some slight fraying, but the string itself is holding up well. But because it's with Torbite, it's digging in. And then we have another coworker at the office who's using it in a hybrid with Lynx Tor. And he's used it for about six hours and it's not biting into the string at all. And he said it's holding up really well. There's just some really slight fraying, and he's loving that combo in the oh, gravity nice. tour as well. If I said that, tour bite is tough. Yeah, I mean, tour bite. It's like a steak knife. Those edges. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. But I do think that, generally speaking, it's a good hybrid option if you want to yeah. get that added. Actually, Troy, you know, one of our play testers, who's a full bed poly player. You know, that was his recommendation for some of the other technofiber sort of nylon poly multis. Mm -hmm. Um, So that makes sense. 
Yeah. yeah, that's like the next thing that I wanted to do is like try it as a hybrid as well. Because mm-hmm. I like you were talking about adjustments earlier, uh, Kristen. Well, mm-hmm. like it was the same to get adjusted back to a poly. So I got used to like playing with the triax and stuff. Like I use it for a full session, like for an hour and a half. And I was grinding and I was hitting really well. And I love the power from it banging the ball and then I was like hey let me play with my other racket and I had some rpm power in it and I was like why are my balls so short where is my power I was getting very frustrated about that too and then I was like maybe if I do a little combo that would be like ideal so I think that it could be actually a really good option to try tracks in a hybrid yeah that makes total sense I mean if you look at the lab data and that kind of, you can't really hide from the lab data. The stiffness is sort of what, just like swing weight for a racket, the stiffness of a string really is going to sort of tell you the comfort level and the poly level. That's why you look at the stiffness of a polyester and then compare it to a natural gut. And they are so far apart. And that tells 90% of the story. The stiffness of triax is pretty close to NRG squared. I mean, it's it's stiffer, but it's closer to NRG squared than it is to a traditional poly. Yeah. So it is going to have more power than a traditional poly. And it does make sense that, you know, maybe Julie couldn't trust those you know, sort of big, explosive, upward topspin shots because, you know, the ball probably did slip out of its trajectory because it does, I mean, it just does have more power, which is sort of why, you know, I would maybe recommend, you know, anybody listening, if you're still there, to (laughs) your polypore and just go up, you know, go up, you know, at least 10%. And like you guys said, you know, use it in a hybrid so you can get a little extra control from a poly. So I do want to touch on durability because that is a big distinguishing factor between polyester strings and yeah. multi-filaments. Yeah. And I am yeah. 100% guilty of leaving a poly in my racket for too long. So we do recommend restringing every couple of weeks. Right. Again, guilty. Right. How did you guys find Triax as far as durability? Was there a certain point where you had to cut it out or was there a certain point where it broke for you guys? Absolutely didn't have to cut it out. Tension maintenance was pretty impressive. Actually, and that was backed up by the lab data. Mm -hmm. Tension maintenance, this is not like a poly, which can Mm -hmm. go away real quick. Real fast. (laughs) But then like uh, for durability, personally, I... Like I am a string breaker whenever it comes to like a poly with a thin gauge Mm -hmm. or when it comes to like a multi. And I did break the string under three hours, Mm -hmm. but I was really, 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 really testing durability when I did that. (laughs) (laughs) You break your polyester, your typical polyester string. How long does it take to break that? And usually have to cut it out. Yeah. What's the hours? Oh, I cut it out. Really, when I'm competing hard and everything, I'm really like restringing and cutting my strings out uh, after a week. So I I do like uh let's say five six hours right with a poly. But Triax was snapped. Triax ended up snapping, but I was really really like 
banging the ball. Right. Like, <laughs> who are you hitting with, Julia? Are you cheating on me? <laughs> <laughs> I was playing the tough one, you guys. Frenchies okay. are playing really well here, and it's tempting to bang the crap out of the ball here. Right. But so, uh, yeah, and I, I was really, even me, I was like really forcing myself to hit that ball hard and see if it was about to hold up. And I think that durability is like better than a multi, mm-hmm. like a typical multi, but I still, it's not as good as a poly. Right. Now, who would you recommend this to? Like, you know, would you recommend this to, for instance, you know, what if you're you're a multiplayer? You know, you need the comfort. You want a little extra power. Would you recommend it to that kind of player so that they could get a little more durability, a little more spin than they get from their traditional multi? Would you ever recommend it to a poly player? Who would you recommend it to? I have a question, actually. Um, I'm not going to name this person's name, but we know someone in this building, actually, he's in Kristen's building today, (laughs) that uh, loves a nice multi from, uh, he likes the NRG squared. Did he hit with Triax at all? He did. And and he liked it. Okay. Yeah. And, you know. And he's been wavering. He's been trying a lot of hybrids with polys. So he's been, you know, he's been hitting polys. He's been hitting hybrids. But he puts multis through the ringer. As you know, he hits balls. <laughs> he hits right? balls. I, yeah. I mean, you go down there. You're tired after a hitting session. He's, that's the kind of player that I could see yeah. recommending this to. Someone that's yeah. going through a multi real fast. That's, that's it, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'd come up with his NRG squared, and it was frayed down to its mm-hmm. last fiber, you know? And I think Triax, I mean, if you look at the construction, would last longer, you know? Yeah. So that would, you know, it would be a matter of getting the tension right. You know, to try to get it closer to the feel you get from, say, energy squared, if that's your string. But I think that's a perfect example of someone who could, you know, get a little more mileage out of a multi-filament, you know? Yeah, I agree. And to your other point, JW, you're saying, could a poly player use it who's looking for more comfort and so on? That's kind of why I initially tried out the strain because I was having some left wrist wrist issues, just kind of overuse strain. And so I thought, okay, I need to take a little breather. So I tried it as a hybrid and and then as the full bed, and it definitely offered that more comfortable option and kind of allowed me to keep playing. And now my, my wrist is better. So it was definitely a good solution for that. Right. It's worth noting one of the predecessors of Triax, the most recent version before Triax, where Technifiber used this concept, we did a message board play test. And, and the, the message board guys are tough. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be too tough. And a bunch of, you know, a bunch of them were advanced poly players and they, it worked for them. So there's absolutely people out there who are poly players who are using this type of string and, you know, finding that it does what it says it does. They have that extra comfort, but they also have a little more control so they can swing bigger without fear of launching the ball or overhitting. So 
Well, and I think that this is a good opportunity where a lot of us had to take a break from tennis at the beginning of the year or the beginning of quarantine or whatever we want to call it. And it's like kind of a good time to reevaluate your equipment. Yeah. I mean, I know I've definitely dived into some different things and maybe, you know, you started using something because someone said it was good, but you never actually loved it. Right. Maybe here's a chance to try something. Maybe your arm's been bothering you for five years. (laughs) Maybe it's your string. I mean, maybe not, but... But you even said that, Michelle. You were like, are there people out there who are using polys that shouldn't be? I mean, we have this problem at Tennis Warehouse where we have, you know, a lot of consumers will watch TV and all the pros are using stiff polys and, you know, they just think that's what they need to be playing with. And, you know, it's worth noting that if you have a really light racket that is going to transfer more shock to your arm at impact, you know, polys may not be the right option. So this is that sort of string where you can get some, you know, some of those benefits without all of the impact shock, you know, to your elbow. Yeah. Um, Would you guys be interested in helping answer some of these questions from some of our Talk Tennis message board users about (laughs) Triax? Of course. Of course. (laughs) Um, And I want to preface this that we are hoping to have someone from Technofiber do a deep dive into their string history and string line. So there are some questions on here specifically about some Technofiber string and explaining the line a bit better. So we will do our best to do that in a future episode. But let's start with the first question was, my question would be that the string notches and those fibers are exposed. So how does the inner string friction change? One of the issues I've experienced in previous strings testing of non-uniform multi-materials or coated strings is that when wear occurs in string intersections, the playing characteristics change significantly as the various materials have different coefficients of friction. That's all you. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to follow along. Is this just a claim that because it's a multi-filament and because of the surface, it's more susceptible to frictional wear and notching? Um, Yes. And, you know, if that's the case, this string seems to do a better job than a traditional multi, you know, I can think of. I mean, Technofiber's always they have this SPL low friction anti-abrasion coating that they use on all their multi-filaments and it really works well like NRG squared holds up better than some of the strings from other companies which you know I won't mention but Triax definitely has a more reinforced surface than other multi-filaments than a traditional multi-filament. So it is less prone to both notching and fraying. And, you know, as we pointed out, a lot of strings will get stuck out of position and you'll have to straighten them. And, you know, that's just evidence of strings that are, you know, sort of high friction and which is death to a string bed. And, you know, any stringers who've strung triax it's just so slippery. I mean, you don't get any of the friction burn when you're doing the crosses. You know, it's an absolute pleasure. You kind of know that Triax isn't going to have those frictional problems when you're stringing it, which is cool. So, but yeah, I'm not sure I answered the question, but. Well, and I think also something that I noticed is as this string did wear on, 
the notching was very minimal and it, you know, like it wasn't like super frayed. And then I still had hours of use. Right. It, you know, it didn't really fray until I would assume Julie had the same experience until it just snapped. Right. And then Kristen was saying, obviously, with the hybrid, it kind of got frayed. But Kristen, did you have any issues with fraying? The fraying actually, I mean, really, sli- very mm-hmm. slightly frayed. It was more just because I was using Torbite that it was biting into the string. But in the Flopad Poly, it wasn't until after about six hours that it was a little bit more noticeably frayed, and I had one string that was starting to notch a bit. Right. But uh, frayed, you know, like being French, I'm having trouble with the word frayed. Is it? <laughs> is it like? Is it like ravel kind of? Like unravel? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the internal fibers unraveling. Okay, that's what I thought. It's like having a frizzy hair day. <laughs> but yeah, the internal fibers just become exposed, and you see all the loose strands. Well, it I did have that problem though, and okay. I did have fraying, and I know that uh, other playtesters here as well had that issue. And did when it started fraying, did you notice the string to start playing more inconsistent, or did it remain consistent? And did it not snap soon after? Was there a long yeah. period of exposed fibers? Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, it snapped after like a yeah, little less than three hours, so uh, it frayed like very quickly. But the tension and the playability were the same, so okay. it was like it was the same, but it didn't snap like a like a poly or anything, not at all. Well, I mean, technofiber multifill, which mm-hmm. is called a multifilament, but it does have kind of a thin central core, so it's mm-hmm. sort of in this amorphous category. It does exactly the same thing. It will, you know, it wears its feelings on its sleeve. It will, <laughs> it will begin to fray fairly early. And you'll think, this thing's going to snap. Like, yeah, just one little fiber holding this thing together. <laughs> and it will go on forever. I mean, Chris, who really likes multi-feel and appreciated the fact that it snaps back, was just impressed by the fact that even though it frayed, it still seemed to hold up and play pretty well. So maybe Technofiber has figured that out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that helps answer that question in a roundabout way. Right. Yeah. Um, here's another one. This person says they're intrigued to see that Triax strings appear to be released as 1.28, 1.33, and 1.38. This seems quite like a heavy gauge rather than the thinner trend right now. What's the thinking with regards to gauge? Actually, Tech Fiber was kind of pursuing this concept with thicker gauges. And I don't know what, you know, where they are now, but I was talking to them like a year ago and they had thicker gauges for like 15 mm-hmm. and 15 now, 140, 135, really thick gauges for their multis. And one of their theories was that that actually sort of helped with spin because more surface area was touching the ball. Mm -hmm. And the greater surface area that's touching the ball maybe would help grab the ball. It wasn't, couldn't quite nail down their theory, but they were sort of excited about it and thought that sort of they reversed the traditional thinking, which is you need a thinner string for bite because it digs into the ball. You know, they were like, we're not buying it. You know, we don't think you need a thinner gauge to create spin. We think you could easily get it with a thicker gauge. And I, you know, I sort of get that because spin comes from racket head speed and the angle of attack. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd love it if we could buy spin. 
if you could just, <laughs> you know, I'd love it if someone. If I heard we're selling it in 2021. Right, right. You know, <laughs> if I want to hit like Nadal, sell it to me. But, you know, it really probably does come down to mechanics. But yeah, so so thicker gauges are definitely not out of the question for mm-hmm. generating spin. And they, you know, if it's a multi like NRG squared or even this string, they're, they're going to give you great feel and the thicker gauge will give you better durability. So I would highly encourage people to try them. Cool. Someone's asking colors. It does launch in the natural color. I'm not sure if they will add colors moving forward. Do you know? Maybe they'll do black. Okay. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, they did have a black. They did have a string like this in black called, I think it was called Xcode. Okay. It was called the missing link and it was all polyester filaments. Oh. So I wouldn't be surprised. A couple more questions and maybe you already hit on this. And again, we will hopefully talk to Technofiber in depth in a future episode. But someone was asking to explain the differences between HDX Tour, which has now morphed into HDMX, and Tri-X. So it all comes down to the filaments. Mm -hmm. So for HDX Tour, they had like 30% something they called elastyl filaments which I think is just another word for nylon, but I don't know. And 30% polyester filaments and 30%, I'm going to say this wrong, thermostable, I said it wrong, uh, some other type of filament. And each of those types of filaments, the elasto was supposed to give elasticity and power, the polyester was supposed to give it the firmer feel, and that final category of filament was supposed to help with snapback and spin, of course, who knows. Um, and then you said HDMX? Yes. I think so. So like HDX Tour was basically 30-30-30 or 34-33-33, however you want to do the math, of three different filament types to do three different things. And then HDMX was 50% polyamide you know, or nylon filaments and 50% polyester. And, you know, the stiffness in the lab was very close on both those strings, you know, very comfortable strings. So I, I don't think there's a lot of daylight between those, even though there was a different filament strategy. Okay. But yeah, they were, they were made with different filaments with different goals in mind. They just have it very similar. I tried HDMX last year, mm-hmm. and I like, uh, and on top of my head, honestly, I felt like I had a little bit more spin out of the HDMX, and a bit more comfort out of Triax. Actually, and that probably makes sense. I mean, the message board playtest on HDMX, they love the spin, mm-hmm. so it, there's definitely probably something there. Yeah, and I and I think. You know, I think that makes sense too because I think HDMX was a little, is a little stiffer than Tri-X. So I guess it would make sense that Tri-X would have a little more comfort. Can anyone make a quick comparison? There were two strings mentioned that they wanted to compare to Luxlon M1 and Head Velocity MLT. Well, not personally, but the coworker I was talking about who strung up the hybrid with Lynx Tour and... Um, Triax and was really liking it. Said previously he had tried a hybrid with velocity ML- MLT, yeah, <laughs> and um, he noticed that it was flying a lot more with velocity, and he was getting a better balance of control with the Triax, and still had the feel that he was going for with the hybrid. So he preferred it. There you go. What was the first string that you said? 
a Luxlon M1. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and maybe I've got this wrong, but if it's M is in man? Correct. Okay, so I'm going to just say that maybe they mean M2, which is <laughs> maybe. That's why I was like, I don't know. I'm not right, exactly. So, <laughs> so Luxalon had, this is kind of, you know, for a string geek like me, this is gives me a, a launching pad to drone on. But Luxalon made this string called M2, which has got what they called multi-mono technology. So this was sort of Luxalon trying to do the same thing, but from another direction. They were coming chiefly from sort of a copolymer place, from a copoly place, but trying to give you the benefits of a multi. Hmm. And so that string consisted of like 10 sort of inner fibers of varying stiffness levels. So you could get the multi-filament concept from that. And I don't think it was a single extrusion like uh, a poly. I think those fibers were actually sort of laid in separately from the copolymer material. So, you know, they were claiming that because of those filaments, that gave you, you know, a little bit more of the comfort of like a multi. But if you look at the stiffness levels, it was still pretty firm. So if you were to compare it to what we were comparing it to, head velocity? Uh, yes, velocity MLT. Yeah, I wouldn't, if I've got the strings right, I wouldn't compare those, you know, mm. sort of apples and oranges. Velocity is much softer than M2, you know. So they want the comparison to triax. Sorry, oh. I incorrectly shared that question. <laughs> yeah, so, and the same would go for triax. So, okay. <laughs> so triax would be close to velocity. Right. But it wouldn't be close to Luxlon M2. And then, okay, last question. Thank you to everyone that's still bared with us and listening. And we did kind of already hint on this, but someone is asking that they are a recent convert to HDMX and they're a traditional multi-user. They use X1 biphase, usually at 57 pounds, a number blade, awesome, 18 by 20. That's a great racket. Uh, the question is, would Triax be more aimed at existing poly users? If so, what tension recommendations in general are you guys making for Triax and should we consider it more of a poly in relation to tension. So if you are normally a poly player, how would you string Triax in comparison to what you string your poly at? Way up over 10%. It is much softer than a poly, but because as we mentioned, it sort of has those low friction properties and it, mm -hmm. you know, it can handle, I think it does a fairly good job handling the violent sliding action and the advanced players put on their string bed with topspin mechanics. You know, I think you could string it tighter to get closer to the control and the firmer feel of a poly, but still get, you know, enough of that sort of low friction snapback to, to help with spin. So I would definitely say the person should try it, but string it up. It is softer than a poly. You have to consider it more like a multi. Mm -hmm. So if you're making the switch, just jack up the tension a little under 10%. <laughs> cool. I think that's it. Anything else from you guys? Any last words? We talked it all. We got all the triacs. I've got a couple more hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, if you want to do three podcasts. And I mean, we could at this rate. I, mean, you know, I just, I haven't even gotten into the, 
to the play tester from like eight years ago who I put on multi. Oh, here we go. And she couldn't get any spin. <laughs> and so then we switched her to a stiffer. The next play test was a stiffer poly and it hurt her arm. Oh, no. So I wish I had triax. I know. It would have helped. I guess that can be your parting words. Who who should try this string? Yeah, any comfort seeker or multi-filament player who wants, you know, a little more control or a poly player who, you know, maybe wants a little more comfort. Oh, and I think it's also the ideal transitional string for like juniors also. Mm. Yeah. That is a great point. Good call. Yeah, good point. Yeah, as we, and as we see, the rackets get stiffer and, yep. you know, this is a good opportunity to try something softer. Yeah. You know, I always say I jack up my strings for control. This is a good way to jack up the comfort on your stiff rackets. I mean, Michelle, you were using what? The Synergy DB26, mm-hmm. the Capriati stuff that Prince is coming out with. You were hitting that with Syngut and just, you were just killing it. I only want it strong. And like, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. I know, but you know, it's possible. (laughs) Oh, totally. I'm serious. Like the fact that, yes, I'm still seeing my ball rotate. And even though I don't rotate much on my ball anyways, I'm still getting control and durability is crap, but that's, but that's, you know, that's the trade-off. Yeah, that's the trade-off. But you just have someone like me just string it over and over. <laughs> but I work at Dennis Warehouse. And <laughs> exactly. We don't care about durability. We have all the resources. Right. So cool. This was a really fun episode, you guys. Thanks so much for diving deep into the world of triax and technofiber strings and multifilaments. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope we can keep doing this again. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for more. If you guys are interested in getting your hands on Technofiber Triax, we might have a couple sets available. If you are lucky, email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com and we will see what we can find and send out to you guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We want to do a little bit of a giveaway for Technofiber Triax so you can try it out for yourself. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review Talk Tennis wherever you get your podcasts. And then send us an email at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com and you will be put in a drawing to win free Technofiber Triax. Also, keep your eyes peeled. Most Wednesdays, we have our happy hour sales and it's amazing deals of tennis gear at insane prices. And there's going to be a sale featuring Technofiber tracks very soon. So keep your eyes peeled on our happy hour deal every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you so much for listening and happy hitting. Happy hitting.